We but, give you 20 million okay. and Kiko Kasia, and you give us Ben White. Right, okay. Well, I, I do have Brighton's chief executive's number here. So as soon as this call comes off, I'll I'll give Paul Barber a call. Hey, guys, did you buy the Roaring Pico? <laughs> Make sure you hit subscribe, ring that bell, and leave your abuse down in the comments. And if it looks good, it's from one of us family members. The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match preview between the Jailers of Ben White and the wannabe Liberators, Leeds United. My name's Adonis and you know me as the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me and joining us um, representing Leeds United also is our chairman of the board, Wiggy. Good evening. And the stranger in our midst, the uh, darkness in the night, um, representing Brighton is... uh, the price of football back and again twice in a week should stop meaning like this. It's Kieran Maguire. Well, it's the only thing at my age I get to do twice a week. So thanks very much for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to go out twice a week soon. True. <laughs> well, I'm single, so I don't even get twice a week. <laughs> oh, Wiggy, you big fan. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, we do these match previews because we don't know very much about anything really (laughs) but we we especially don't know about opposition teams um so i guess kieran if you could tell us a little bit about the state of brighton and and how you're going this season um i I think performances have been far better than results we play uh possession-based football uh Pep Guardiola said on on Wednesday, but it's, it, you can al- you can always be magnanimous after a victory. I find uh, that we've got the best English coach in the country in Graham Potter. Uh, we we play good football, um, but we can't finish off matches. So I think we've given away twelve points this season from winning positions. Pretty, pretty to watch, uh, intricate pat patterns, uh, well marshaled defence, which goes to sleep at uh, set pieces. So you might get a bit of a you, you might be familiar with this. Um, probably lack a bit of pace, but on, on our day, we'll, we'll, we'll give, we, we tend to give everybody a, a good match. We've only been turned over once this season, and that was by Leicester. Uh, we, we lost to Manchester United after hitting the post five times and then being given a penalty in the 100th minute of a match which had seven minutes of injury time. So, you know, you, you, you've, you've got that love of Manchester United just as much as we do. Um, you know, the, the power's always against you. So we're a nice team to watch. Um, and, and the trouble is we're getting a reputation for being nice. And nice is now a dirty word in football. Um, we, we should perhaps be mixing it a bit more uh, but until we until we get that stage further. I, I think we're, we're seen as an easy easy touch. Wiggy, what are your first thoughts ahead of the uh, Brighton game? So I think I've said this a couple of times on, on the pod, Donnie, is that these are the games that Leeds United need to win. Um, uh, and so these are the ones where I feel the pressure and I feel nervous because these are where we've got to get three points, especially at home. Mm. I think, uh, you know, what, what Kieran's just said, I think fills me with a, a bit of confidence because the teams that really, really worry me are the ones that 
have the pace up front uh, and can run at us. And we saw that, didn't we, against Leicester, where they just let Jamie Vardy run at us and, and we caused us all sorts of problems. Mm. So I think it's great as well that he says uh, that they like to play uh, because I think that, again, plays into Leeds United's strengths. Um, and from that uh, angle, I think we, we're on for a good game because I think we'll like to get the ball down to Laura and play as well. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm feeling good for tomorrow so far. I think it'd be a I'm great gonna... match for a neutral to watch because both sides play proper football. You know, it, mm. The next time you play West Brom, you know that they're going to have six big defenders behind the ball at all times. And if you do win, you know, I, I know you absolutely slaughtered them at their place. Um, if you do win, it, it, it could be a bit of a grind. Uh, but uh, we, we, we won't... We won't be parking the bus. That's all I do know. Uh, and we won't be winning. We, we won four matches in 2020. Yeah. And you've never won a game in, in the Premier League in January. I'm reliably informed. In fact, oh, I'm going uh, to... Su- don't say that, because every time... <laughs> every we do break time, these kind of curses, don't we? 100%. We, yeah. Every time it's, it's broken. Yeah. The only team not to get promoted when um, top at, at the championship at Christmas. The only team yeah. not to at least get to the final after winning the away leg of a playoff semi-final. Um, I've got. I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I have done a tiny bit of research in my uh, uh, very professional 20 minutes preparation for this pod, and this is a another stat that comes from StatsPerform.com uh, via LUFC data. So. On expected goal difference, uh, which is an interesting one, um, we hate expected goals on this pod, and we hate expected goals against. I think it's a meaningless stat that's su- in it's it's subjective, uh, it, and but it, but unfortunately, is disguised as code um, and data. Uh, anyway, Brighton should be fifth in the Premier League according to your expected goal difference. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you look at the number of sitters that we've missed, um, but what what you're playing for in in the Premier League are strikers who can finish. They they can finish half chances, and we've got you know reasonable strikers. But if you look at them, we've got Connolly, who's an ex youth player. We've got Mope, who is an ex championship player, and we've got uh, Danny Welbeck, is a player who used to have two legs. Um, and now he's only got one. So, so he, he's a sick note. Um, so that makes it uh, more challenging. And, and they've just brought through a, uh, a South South African player called Percy Tao, who, who looks promising, but in the two matches I've seen him play, he's, he's not looked like scoring a goal. So that, that's that's the issue that we have. We'll create chances and then either good save or, or we'll hit the post or, or the player will take uh, you know, half a second too long and, and do something wrong. So, so that's, that's, it's almost that's like it's almost like you should have sold one 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 of your assets. Maybe maybe a defender, let's say, who'd who'd just been on loan. You know, um, maybe you could have sold one of them for quite a lot of money, and then bought yourself a good striker. Well, yeah, I presume you're talking about Matt Clark, who who, who, who we signed, <laughs> and we uh, he went on loan to a Championship club last season, Derby County, and was their player of the season. Along with uh, Jason Malombi, who again was one of our players, went on loan to Millwall, their player of the season. I can't think of any other players that went on loan <laughs> last season and, and performed well. There's quite a key theme going there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm liking that. I think, I think, uh, and, and I think the player we're on about definitely preferred it up north. 
Mm. Um, I, I heard on the great man, he didn't think it would grim. He thought it was fantastic. Boom, 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 boom. Which is um, the yeah. only so, response so, yeah, to anybody who uses the, the phrase, I heard it on the grapevine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering what you were doing, but I thought, I'm just going to leave him to it. <laughs> Let's talk about Ben White then. Um, I guess we should do. Yeah. Do, um, do you know what, which number shirt he wears? Yes. Yeah. For, I'm aware. For, three Ben that White. Was, I, I think that uh, Alan Partridge would say, um, uh, this is great banter. <laughs> well, we, we thought you'd been given it, so we'd give a little bit back. <laughs> He's not a three, though, is he? Let's face it. I, I, I think, I think the, the biggest issue with Ben White is that he is so many players... Um, yeah, we played him at centre half. We played him, him on, on sort of the, the the wide side of the three at the back. We've also played him in central midfield. He he is the closest player I can remember. And I've watched Brighton for the best part of fifty years. Um, the nearest player that I've seen to Mark Lawrenson in that he's not only a centre half. He is so good on the ball that he can play in midfield as well. And and Mark Lawrenson went off to a successful career with Liverpool and he played at fullback at centre half and and midfield for Liverpool as well as Brighton. So so Ben White, I think I think the the biggest fear with him is that he is seen as, as such a good player with such uh, such an array of skills that he doesn't nail down a position. He's in he's in the team. And then the manager uses him to fill a hole on a match-by-match basis. And you see, if he'd have come to Leeds, he'd have definitely played in the same position every week. He'd, he'd have had it made. Um, but, but seriously, on that, I think um, you talk about, you know, he, he plays multiple roles and, and he can do that. But I think last season, when he were at Leeds, and I don't know whether you agreed on it, like when he played the defensive mid-role uh, for Calvin, when Calvin ran, I just didn't think he was as good. As no. when he was at that centre back position, he, he just wasn't. Um, yeah. And and I'm not saying he was bad by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you definitely still have him in the team over someone else playing that role. Uh, but I, you just was kind of pining for him to go back to centre back and like because he was just so self assured in that position uh, in the centre back position that is uh, of making sure the player was going how he wanted the defending and, and then bringing it out. And I think when he moved into the the defensive mid. As I say, it was fine, but it just wasn't as good. Do you think, agree, on it? I think that, yeah, I do agree. And I think that it actually highlights how good Liam Cooper is, who's often a really underrated player. Um, what Cooper does off the ball uh, in terms of organising the other players around him is is unbelievable. Like, he, he made Pontus Janssen look like uh, Saul Campbell or something. You know what I mean? Like... And 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 I think Ben really need really needed that, and and I think that's how he developed so well. Just just learning that role, playing the position every every game of a forty six game season, and and having somebody so experienced like Cooper next to him, just saying, "Be there, you know, go there, you know, time, 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 you know, man on or whatever it is, you know." And I think he's looked a shadow of the player. That he was at Leeds at Brighton. I know it's a, I know it's a higher division, but as you said, Kieran, he's been played all over the place. He, he has, yeah, um, and, and that's testament to just how good a player he is. I mean, if if we look at a match by match basis, 
he's never been man of the match for us. In, in, but he, but he's always been a solid six, seven out of ten. He, um, occasionally, he's been caught out, and it, it is a big step up uh, in this division. Certainly, when Marcus Rashford was one on one against him, uh, Rashford just t- turned him turned him round in circles. Um, when 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 United played at our place, Manchester United. Um, he's superb at reading the game. Um, so when when we have when we are playing in a defensive role, he's actually very good. Um, at set pieces, he's not as good because you're up against faster players. You're up against teams that do have uh, do have plans. Yeah, they've set plans for for their set pieces, and sometimes he does go. Uh, he has been caught wanting, uh, but when he's on the ball, he's, he's magnificent. I, I, I think, Donny. I think if you cut out all we've said so far, I'm just going from here, which is, yeah, he's really crap here, and he just cannot play at this level. And I think at about <laughs> two, three million, we should have a deal to bring him up here. I think we go with that. Yeah, yeah. But with two or three million, you might get his panini card. <laughs> because the um, uh, the the higher ups at Brighton don't actually watch Brighton games. Or do any of analysis themselves, but what they do do is listen to the Roaring Peacock <laughs> podcast <laughs> and base their evaluations on what and, we. And a, say. It's a very educated view that they've got. They really go into some detail of analysis to make sure they know what they're on about. Mm. <laughs> okay, so uh, a few more stats. Then uh, moving on from uh, Ben White. Oh, actually, just before we do that. Uh, there was a guy, I don't know if you see him, he's part of your fan base, Kieran. Um, so this is something that you've got to answer for here. Um, he makes songs? No, 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 no. He's, he, no he, he's not part of our fan base. Okay. He is, he is a random American who, for oh, reasons yeah. best known to himself, has mm. decided he wants to be a Brighton fan, and we can't okay. work him out. You, you, know, you know when there's a family gathering and you've got an mm. idiot cousin? Uh-huh. And you have yeah, to be yeah. nice to him. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've seen yeah. his songs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, we we keep we keep him at arm's length. I don't think mm. he's ever. I don't think he's even ever been to watch Brighton play. So I'm just wondering what it's like to be a Brighton fan because, like, do you have any history of ever? Do I? I don't know. I, I've got to be honest. I don't know anything about Brighton. Nothing. Did you do anything? Have you won any cups? I mean, yeah, we we won the charity shield in nineteen ten, beating Aston Villa one nil, which made the charity us, shield the charity shield. So yeah. that was when it was an invitational, and you you didn't have it, to it, it win was, it anything. Was when the in winners order to... of the Southern League won the, oh, played, this... played the winners of the uh, the first division, and we beat them. So yeah, we won that. Uh, we've played at uh, four different stadiums in the last twenty five years before uh, before finally having our new home back. Uh, I've seen us win league matches at Anfield. I've seen us win cup matches at Anfield. Uh, We did the double over Arsenal last season. Yeah, we yeah we're we're a a provincial team. We we know we know our place in the football hierarchy. Um, And at present, we're enjoying our time in the Premier League. the The owner has put in four hundred million pounds into the club, so he's he's built it from scratch. We we were playing at Gillingham uh, in nineteen ninety eight. Um, and then we played. I don't know if we've ever been to our place at Withdean, but that was a that was a converted athletics track with a capacity of six thousand. So to go from there and and to go from League Two and the arse end of League Two as well 
to the mm. Premier League is uh, I think it's it's for any club that's got aspirations it, it's actually quite a quite a good story and and it's something to to hold on to that you, you can make it sounds like you put a cheat code in football manager <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the stadium is still quite new as well down there, isn't it? The, the Amex Stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's just not even ten years old yet. Uh, I don't know whether you've been there as an away fan, but it's uh, it, it is a cracking stadium because what we will do is that when we play Leeds, we put on guest ales from Leeds. So you know, we try to make everybody feel at home. The concourses are that's open. Despicable. Yeah, <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we try to welcome people. Can you Why? imagine that, Alan? Can you imagine yeah. that? Tr- tr- Putting the cream of Manchester on for the away end. <laughs> it's the finest Brighton beers that go in. Nah. You get John Smith, and that's your no, lot. You'll be in a tiny little room. That'll be your changing room. It'll be cold, <laughs> fucking freezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll be sent off, segregated off. All your socks <laughs> will be odd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can remember playing at Elland Road in 1982, and it was the last Leeds' last home game of the season. Um, and you looked like you were going to be relegated. And uh, halfway through, it was nil-nil. Halfway through the second half, our centre forward, and, and we were on the beach. Yeah, we we, we were safe. Uh, our centre forward thumps one in, goes up to your cop and starts giving the thumbs down sign, i.e. you're going down. I have never seen a, a crowd go absolutely fucking apeshit as, as it did. And and then there was only about 150 of us because, you know, in, in the 80s, you didn't, you didn't used to travel in big numbers away a lot of the time. So there's 150 of us. And then at the other end... Your lads were actually picking us out one by one, and I could see them writing down. Oh, he's got that. He's got that type of coat. He's got a hat, and we were absolutely shitting ourselves. Um, <laughs> and we had a word with the police, and the police says, "Well, we can't stop them." You know, if, 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 um, and fortunately, Kevin Hurd scored a winner in the eight in the ninety third minute, and it's the only time I've ever been happy to see us lose. <laughs> So, so, Kieran, do you travel with more than 150 fans now or would we have 150 Brighton fans if it were going tomorrow? Well, I think tomorrow there'll probably be no fans going. Well, no fans, but if we could... <laughs> well, no, no, we, 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 would, we would sell out. I mean, we, we sell out every match. Uh, it, uh, you're, you're, too wrong, you're too young to remember the 70s and the 80s. It, it, it was lively in those days um, and uh, you used to get a bit of a bit of a kick in quite regularly. I mean, you know, I remember going to, to Barnsley on a Tuesday night for a League Cup game, uh, and that was in the middle of the miners' strike, and therefore they hated anybody from down south because they thought that we were in cahoots with Thatcher, which, of course, I wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the other way inclined. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was wild. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend uh, going to Barnsley at the best of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry to any Barnsley listeners, but get yourselves out of there. Donna, you're not sorry at all. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's perfunctory. I don't, it depends who's asking. If they're very big and threatening, then I'll be very sorry indeed. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, speaking of um, kind of rivalries, th- there is some kind of rivalry between yourselves and Southampton. Now, is that right? And no. Am I? Am I or, no? That's no, right. I, I, no. I, I, Brighton Crystal Palace is what I thought it was. It's Palace, is it? Yeah, it's Palace. Oh, God. I knew it was some team that didn't didn't make any sense to me. I've done more research than you, and I got five minutes' notice, and I were needed. 
yeah um well that's not really a surprise (laughs) 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 you did more in five minutes than i can do in 20 (laughs) that's what i'm saying (laughs) oh dear yeah Um, palace definitely palace oh yeah we 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 hate palace and palace hate us and it it is like it's like going into the balkans when we play there there, there's uh when 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 the matches are down at our place all police leave is cancelled uh, the Met come down to accompany Palace. Uh, I, I remember going to watch us play Palace 10, 15 years ago and talk, you know, go to the pub beforehand and you're looking around saying, well, I don't recognise anybody here. And then you go you go for a slash in the bogs and everybody's coked up to their eyeballs. So it was, it was just completely nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, and then during the match, nobody's watching the football. It's, it's just all sort of... You know, come on. Um, and afterwards, it's a case of trying to make sure you get to the station in one piece. Yeah, we hate them. They hate us. And uh, it, it's just one of those strange rivalries. How, how did this come about? Uh, because it, it, it seems quite unlikely. I mean, it's not geographical, is it? No, it, it all goes back to, to 1976, 77, FA Cup, second round. Uh, first match at our place was a draw. Second, uh, First replay was... Uh, at, at Selhurst, that was a draw. Then we went to a second replay at Stamford Bridge because it was a neutral uh, ground. You know, you're, again, you're too young to remember FA Cup replays were, were the norm. Um, about 40,000 turned up. Uh, Ten minutes from time, we got a penalty. Our captain went up, stuck it in the back of the net. The referee disallowed it because a Palace player encroached in the area. So a defender. So the referee disallowed it, retook it, their keeper saved it. They went down the other end, scored one one nil, and it was it was boiling. And then our manager Alan Mullery, he went completely berserk. He took on the Palace fans. He went to the Palace end, got out his pockets, and threw all his loose change at them. Says, "Fuck off, Palace! You're not even worth that. What I got in my pockets?" Stormed off. And of course, after the match, having seen our manager do it, we all pile in. <laughs> Palace all pile in, and ever since then, it's World War Three. Hmm. Sounds a bit like our rivalry with Chelsea, which also seemed to come about through a, a replay of an FA Cup final. Well, that wasn't a replay. That that was a kicking contest for 90... That was the world's wildest <laughs> game of football. It was 90 <laughs> minutes of blokes kicking each other up the arse with the occasional ball getting in the way. And and still uh, watched by more people than the, uh, the, the Royal Run, than Royal Weddings, than all sorts of things. Well, I was just going to say, if we were going up and uh, and going to confront uh, opposition fans, we would not be chucking money as a, as a proper Yorkshire man that stays in the pocket for the beer. Mm. We do not like to let go of our money. Never mind, chuck it at opposing fans. Maybe pennies. Oh no! Every penny counts, Donny. If you're a, a proper Yorkshire lad, every penny. <laughs> not called penny pinches for nothing, lad. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, it seems like a good, as, as good a time as any to uh, do some match preview predictions then. So each week we ask uh, the opposition and our fantastic Legion United uh, hosts, either, it's normally Alex, uh, Cookie's done one, Wiggy uh, is debuting on the preview. So the way this works, uh, Kieran and Wiggy for the first time, is you get one one point for predicting whether it's a correct, like if it's a correct win, draw or loss, either way. And you get two extra points for the exact scoreline. You get a point each for 
guessing goal scorers, but to stop you from gaming the system and naming all 22 players or, or, or 36 players with all, all the people on the bench as well, uh, you will get minus one for each incorrect goal scorer. So uh, with all that in mind, uh, Kieran, uh, what is your score prediction? Uh, 3-1 to Leeds United. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, goal scorers? Uh, for us, it's going to be Adam Webster from a, from a corner. Um, is, is Bamford playing? Is he fit? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bam- Bamford will get two and Alioski the third. Wow. Okay. Wiggy? Uh, I agree. I think it'll be 3 1 to us. Um, I am only going to predict one scorer. I think Jack Harrison will get one tomorrow. Um, I can do that. Can't I? Am I playing for Alex or, or do we play separate? You're playing. You're playing for the Roaring Peacock. Okay, okay, good. I'm just, yeah, I get nervous. I don't want to feel too much pressure if I'm playing for Alex. We don't We don't have a sound yet, do we? The Roaring Peacock is like, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, perfect. Sorry, I should have warned you to uh, take your headphones Earphones. out at that moment. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I think, I think Jack Harrison will get uh, one tomorrow at least. Okay. What I was going to say is, you said that Ben White reminds you of Mark Lawrenson. Well, one of my biggest fears now is that Ben White is going to turn into Mark Lawrenson and be a <laughs> terrible pundit, plague me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Given a 50-year contract by the BBC. <laughs> that you can never get rid of, because no matter how bad he is. Like, he's just still sat there. Even They build a new set round him and carry on, but he's still sat there. <laughs> Even Gray and Keys, they got rehired by uh, B in, didn't they? So when I'm searching for an illegal stream, which I obviously never do, uh, then sometimes you get a load of them. Oh dear. Um, yeah, team news is that Phillips is out, um, suspended after receiving a fifth booking. Uh, Tyler Roberts is back to sit on the bench. Uh, Lorente and Cooper are back fit, and injury hit Brighton. Welcome back. Uh, yes, Bissouma. Eves Bissouma. Eves Bissouma. Sorry. Um, I did read an article about the microaggressions of of getting a name wrong, (laughs) mispronouncing someone's (laughs) microaggression. And um, Stephen Alzate could feature following illness. And six players remain out, including Jakob Moda and Danny Welbeck. Yeah, but more more importantly, uh, Tarek Lamptey, who's our uh, right back from Chelsea, who's probably been our best player this season. He's injured. Alan Lallana's injured. Uh, Danny Welbeck's out. Uh, Jahan Batch, he's an Iranian international. He's out. We, we've got about six or seven players out injured at present. Uh, is is, is Lallana ever fit? He's a signal. He? He, he, a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's, that's all you said recently. Signals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a couple of weeks he was fit. For Liverpool, uh, maybe five, six years ago. Well, <laughs> yeah. when, when he is fit, he's, he, he's a real class act. But mm. um, yeah, Totally agree, but in, like, when, he's, when he's only fit one game a season, mm. it's just it's not yeah. good enough. And, uh, it's, uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it's it, a challenge. It's one of them where he, where he comes up uh, at, 
in the off season, you go, oh, maybe we'll, maybe for Leeds. But then you look at his his injury record, and you're like, nasty, mm. well clear of that one. It's the same with Welbeck. Well I think, yeah, I, think yeah. I think I think between Welbeck, Welbeck and Lalana, they've got two hamstrings. But the trouble is, <laughs> what, they've got one hamstring each. I feel like these yeah. kinds of signings uh, show a bit of a lack of imagination. Um, but then, on the other hand, you you bring in players like uh, Yahan Kabash. I, I'm I'm saying that wrong, aren't I? Yahan- <laughs> Ali Ali Reza Yahanbach. Yahanbach. There yeah. you go. He, he was Which the, seems uh, very outside of the box. Um, he he was the uh, the highest scorer in in the Eredivisie uh, about two two and a half seasons ago. And as as a right winger who could score a lot of goals, he he's been very very good. The trouble is, we've played him on the left. So he's he he's been hit and miss. Um, you mentioned Bissouma. He's uh, he's a Mali international. He is very good. He's likely to go to to Arsenal or Liverpool uh, in next summer. Uh, there's a lot of interest in him. Uh, Lamptey is is, a, is is the best right back I've ever seen. Um, we we signed him from Chelsea twelve months ago, but he's unfortunately picking up industries injuries left, right, and centre. Uh, three good centre halves, one one of whom you might have heard of, um, Ben, Ben something I can't remember, um, and then Adam you've got, Webster. You've got so many of them. Uh, well, we have, we have. <laughs> so Adam Webster and Lewis Dunk are our, our two sort of big centre halves, and and uh, White it will probably play uh, sort of slightly in front of them to pick up the balls. I feel so. I know we keep coming back to him, but I feel so sorry for Ben White. I think that you've done him such an injustice. Not only his career um, by ruining him, by playing him in the wrong position in different positions than the wrong position, um, but also by taking him away from his best buddy, Calvin Phillips. Well, they can still go and play football with him, can't they? They can't train together. They can't be together. They can't hold hands. Yeah, they can't hold hands. I think it's disgusting, really. It is. What you've done... Hanging on to Ben White is disgusting, and I bet you're going to sell him to Liverpool as well. So, yeah. <laughs> and then he won't be even, and then he won't be played. This is what's going to happen to him. Then he won't be played, right? Then his career is going to get even worse, and then he will. By the time we sign him back, you know, Bielsa will have moved on, and we'll have some no-name joker again. And who's going to play him in the wrong position? And the whole thing will have been, you've destroyed us. You're big rivals. There, you're happy now? You've done it. <laughs> Thanks, Kieran. It, it, it's, it's not you guys, it's me. I think that's what you're trying to say here. Yes. Um, it's yeah, not us. It's definitely you. It's you. You see, what I can't understand is that you're blaming Brighton Hove Albion for helping you to get into the Premier League. And, 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 yeah, and, you, and you seem quite sore about it. <laughs> we, do, we are not over this. What you have done to us is disgusting. To play a system just to fit them right in your team when he should be for us is ridiculous. If, if, if you'd offered us 45 million, you could have had him. Because that, that's, oh. that's what we're asking for him this summer. Well... Oh. It's the first top flight meeting between Leeds and Brighton since May 1982. Which was that match I was talking about. 2-1 victory for Leeds at Ellen Road. So there you go. Yeah. It's such a shame we can't be there. Yeah, it is. That, that's, 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 that, that's a tragedy for everybody. A, it'll be a good game of football. And you know, I guess from your guys' point of view, it, you know, it, it has been a while since you were last in the Premier League. Having 
stormed the championship last season. Uh, it, it must be so so annoying that you, you can't go and reap the rewards by watching your, your team play against these these sides. And 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 it and it isn't the same on television, is it? It, it just isn't. You, you miss being there. Um, and, and you're right, we did storm the um, the championship, but only because of COVID. Don't ever forget that. Yeah. We need a general reminder. And only just, because of COVID. And Ben White. And Ben White. And just the note on uh, on fans being there, I think I think it, it actually played into our hands, especially with the Crawley game. But the, the the person it played most into their hands for the first time in their career was Kiko Casilla. It's the only thing that's actually played into been played into his hands. Because if Leeds fans were there, he would have been booed oh, off the pitch. Especially because the Leeds fans would have been right on top of him, like oh they'd have been God. right next to him. It'd have been. It'd have been the, the most awful day for him. He, he yeah. doesn't seem keen on him. I mean, I, as as a neutral, I've seen him made some really good saves. He seems to have you know, done some, done well in some matches this season. Sign him, sign him, Kieran. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we 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 we're in well, desperate need. We've got three goalkeepers who are all number two goalkeepers. Um, we've we've not got a number one keeper at present. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you Kiko for Ben White and twenty million. Is, is, which way is it going? The we 20. give you twenty million, okay, and Kiko Casilla, and you give us Ben White. Right. Okay. Well, um, I, I do have Brighton's chief executive's number here, so as soon as this call comes off, I'll I'll give Paul Barber a call. Let him know that I am happy to drive Kiko <laughs> down as well, even in the snow. Fine, no problem. We, we'll pack his bags for him. We'll drive him down. We'll sell his house for him. Um, yeah. We'll pay to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I don't, even, I don't even want the petrol money from the club. I'm happy to take one for the team. That, that is tough for a Yorkshireman to say. Exactly that point. It cost me, what, 100 quid at least up and down. And I'm happy to chuck that in. There you go. If this happens, if we pull this off, if you make that call, we'll, we'll go down in history, let me tell you. Well, we've already acknowledged that they watch the podcast to get their information, so we're fine. Um, Kevin, who, who's, who's the key player? Who do we need to watch out for from Brian? Who's um, the one? Basuma is very good in midfield. He'll break things up. He, he's very talented. Um, on his day, Trossard, he's a, he's a Belgian international. Uh, he, he's a tricky winger. Uh, we've got a, a left wing back march again. Good player going forward to create chances. Up up front, I've got absolutely no idea who's going to be playing there. But that that's I, I don't think we're going to trouble you. That's the issue. I, I think we'll I think we'll look very good in two thirds of the pitch. Um, at the back, well, we've got three very good centre halves. We tend to play three at the back with two wing backs, so we'll be a tough nut to crack. Um, unless you get corners and uh, and set pieces, in which case we will concede at the back post. I, I, again, I wouldn't be overly overly confident as of actually scoring from a corner either, because right. we're crap <laughs> at that as well. So don't worry. <laughs> like it's a it's a fair match, is that one? We're crap at corners. Mm. If you're crap at defending them, don't worry. So the thing to watch out for is the game of crap corners. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if, if any of them clear the first defender, I think we should all be high fiving each other. Yes, and you, yeah, you'll definitely. see. You'll see. My prediction is you'll see Leeds take a corner and it go all the way back to Elan Millier, which is our <laughs> uh, which is our specialist move. No one that no one expects. Okay, it seems about time to wrap this one up though. So um, let's maybe just have your final thoughts, Wiggy. What are your final thoughts going into the game uh, tomorrow? Uh, so I'm. Uh, nervous on this one because I think these as I say are the ones we need to, to win um, mm. but also excited uh, I think it's going to be a really good game um, I think we'll miss Phillips tomorrow I, think, I don't think we've talked much about that but I think we'll definitely miss him um, but I think we've got enough to get this one over the line so yeah I'm going for 3-1 and I think uh, I think it'll be a really good entertaining game with crap corners <laughs> Kieran? I, I think I think Wiggy's right Um it, for anybody who's actually watching it on television, who's, who's not a fan of either club, I think they'll be impressed by the standard of football. It will be it'll be fast, certainly from from your guys. Our stuff will be pretty, uh, pretty but toothless. It's uh, the best way of describing watching Brighton. It's uh, it's it's a bit like going out to a nightclub, pulling a stunner, taking a home, and then. <laughs> nothing happens and you go well that's never happened before but you know exactly the same thing happened oh dear sir very sorry about that so so that's our problem uh we just uh we, we just can't put it away we need some tiny tiny violins for 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 brighton's for brighton's blue balls there i i, I definitely like that uh what you just said there brilliant um as for me absolutely terrifying um brighton winless in in nine premier league games Drawn five, lost four, and and never won in in January in the Premier League. We break, we live to break records like that. So uh, I'm hoping that it's not going to be a Brighton win, um, but uh, and and a bounce back from those uh, beautiful games at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, the Pez name Stadium, and uh, Crawley Town, the charity fundraiser we went to originally. So uh, wherever you are, enjoy the game, and uh, let's hope for a Leeds victory. So it's a very goodbye from me and it's a very goodbye from Wiggy. Goodbye. And it's a very goodbye from Kieran. Enjoy the match tomorrow, folks. Come on, Leeds! Come on, Leeds! <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.